We want to be. <laughs> we want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want to, to be, be better. No, no, that no, didn't work. <laughs> okay, we, we want, want to, to be, be better. better. It's recording. No, I'm watching this time around because you're constantly getting me and I'm going to make sure that you... I just said it was recording. Yeah, but I don't know that... What? Is it? Just act like it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's recording. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's recording. Okay, cool. Would I lie to you? Yes, you would. You've done it many times. And I keep getting caught out. I don't trust you, Phyllis. Okay, so let's just talk about what's happening this morning. Um... (laughs) You're getting text messages from my husband. <laughs> yeah. And that feels really weird because, yeah, like, what's going on, guys? Well, he's messaging me for advice on a haircut, which is even weirder. You don't want to participate in the haircut, that's it. Well, thing. look, we've had a fight <laughs> this morning. Yeah. And I feel like he's doing it to spite me. Oh, he's going out of his way to cut his hair because he knows you love it? Yeah. So well, this- I'm, I'm not like, I don't really, like... I don't really care that much, but the thing is that people have to understand is Liam has a really bad track record (laughs) with haircuts. And I'm not telling him what he should or shouldn't do with his body. Go do whatever you want. Yeah. But then you can't come home with a shit haircut (laughs) and expect for me with my body to have sex with you. (laughs) So it's so high risk. It is. Like, you know, I remember in high school when you'd have a crush, you were in love with them. And then they'd get a haircut and come to school the next day. And I'd be like, suddenly I'm not love really quick with you. Uh, you're not as attractive as I remember. Um, it makes me nervous. Like <laughs> genuinely get nervous. You know, if he had had to lose his hair or something, I'm not like that connected to it. You know, mm. if it, gosh, heaven forbid he had cancer or something, of yeah. course. But the thing that I hate is that he has a choice in and, and he chooses to be a fucking dickhead. <laughs> And yeah. I just don't like it. Like, yeah, he, I know. I'm still so scarred from, from the time mm. when he went and he came back with a K-pop hairstyle. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to tell them what he wants, I think. No. Okay. He, I, like I said to him today, he, go in with visuals, take pictures, because he'll just... Just goes along with it. <laughs> yeah. And they go, you want this, this and this. And he, he goes, oh, yeah, whatever you think. No, Liam... When, no. Because the thing is, he went to um, a hairdressing salon in Footscray that is mostly for people that are Asian, mm. like they've got um, black straight, straight hair. hair. It, it, it needs a totally different type of fucking hair cutting. Yeah. And they've often got a very particular type of hair taste. Yeah. And then he came back and they used to, they used a curling brush, you know, like a circular yes. brush. And they hair dried it up. It was all up. It was really high. It was yeah. fucked. Yeah. I don't, what I don't understand oh. is why if you're having a fight, would he risk it? Would he risk cutting his hair and making it worse? Do you know what I mean? Because it's going to be really easy for you not to forgive him if he comes home looking like a pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be really easy for you to stay angry at him. I know. And the worst part is I'm really bad at, like, poke face. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) We had this problem the other day in the car, like, 
yeah, we had this. Uh, Did you we? Might, yeah, I sort of can't really go into the story, but we were, we had been talking about someone, and then we had to, we had to pick them yeah, up, and then they got really in the car. Bad. You've got a terrible poker face. And then it was a secret. But the thing (laughs) is, is that we'd just been talking about them. They got into the car and then I just sit there in silence like... Because you can't... You can't hide the secret. In my head, I'm worried you're going to blurt it out. Yeah, I'm really bad. So when he came home last time after his shit hairstyle I'm like my eyesight's not that good but as he got closer and closer to the house I'm standing in the window with my mum and my mum started hitting me going you're being mean you're being mean <laughs> don't don't be nice to him be yeah. nice to him and then he opened the door and I said what the fuck yeah what did you do I'll never forget Palmer shaved his head and we hadn't been going out for that long oh I mean, like six months, and he shaved his head and shaved off his beard and went from being the Palmer that I know and love to Uncle Festa, and whew, that's how I knew I loved him. <laughs> like he's I got stuck more through shot. that. Yeah, I stuck <laughs> through that. Uh, well, well, hold now on. Now Uncle Festa isn't with. Yeah, now Gomez. he does look like Gomez. Yeah, hundred percent. Gomez so. is hot. Gomez is hot, and he worships yeah. her. So what's not to like about and that? And she's hot. And she's hot. Oh, yeah. I've got – Delphi reminds me of Wednesday Adams sometimes. Oh, 100%. You should totally adopt her. Yeah. Actually, she's my best behaved. So yeah. I'll no, <laughs> but Palmer wants the bad ones, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. wants the naughty ones. Yeah. Um, so this week we're talking about microaggression. Um, and I want to talk about why we're doing this because something happened recently that Palmer's telling me about. And um, I'll just tell the story. I know I'm going to get angry and I'm going to get – a little bit frustrated, so bear with me. So Palmer's got a friend. She's a woman. Let's call her Casey. All right. I was going to say Stacy. That's oh, so weird. Really? And that rhymes. That's anyway. so crazy. <laughs> um, so Casey's at work, and in comes a client. Let's call him Benjamin. Okay, I was going to say Roger, but yeah. Okay, All right. yeah. <laughs> we went as close we that went time. as close that time. <laughs> um, so uh, Benjamin is like a customer. She's met him maybe a few times, but like she doesn't know him that well. Like how well do you get to know your customers, whatever. And anyway, he's sitting in the reception area and he says to her, you should check your DMs. And at first I thought, oh, he sent her a dick pic. First of all, I just want to say, don't, if you are someone that has sent a DM to someone in front of them, don't prompt them to look at their phone because then it puts them on edge to have to have a reaction in front of you like do you know what I mean I really hate when people do that like oh I sent you a message yeah and I'm like oh okay yeah I'll check it in my own time you fuckhead I'm not opening it in front of you although one of my favorite things is to watch your Instagram story in front of you I do good reactions (laughs) I'm like oh Bianca that was so funny and then you're just sitting there like yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she's like, oh, and she's kind of put on the spot because it's a customer, right? Um, and he's obviously f- follows her on Instagram. So mm. already it's a bit weird, like you're pushing your boundaries here. And she opens up and sees the DM request and it's a message saying, you look grumpy, you should smile more. Oh, what a fucking yeah. loser. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, yeah, I know. And like, and so Palmer's telling me the story and I knew as soon as he said, you're grumpy, I was like, oh, it's going to say like fucking crack a smile. Yeah. And Palmer <laughs> is 
Palmer's not the kind of guy that would ever do that. He doesn't understand and he was confused. Like he's telling me this story like it's the first time it's ever happened and like he's like, what's his game plan here? Like is he trying to hit on her? Like, <laughs> Or is he genuinely just like wants her, like he's worried about her well-being and I'm just sitting there like, Palmer, this is not a new thing. Like this, <laughs> this happens is all the time, all the every time. single woman. And he was so shocked about this and he didn't understand why anyone would do it. And I then had to go on to this explanation of how it's a microaggression and how it's a form of sexism and explain to him. And so I thought we should do an episode on it because while one, many women would have experienced this before, um, I do think we do have a male audience and I want to use this opportunity to explain to them why they shouldn't do that. But then there's also other forms of microaggression that we're going to talk about. Can I also say you can't fucking win with the smiling thing. Because you're making – you piss me off. No, because, like, you either oh, – smile for us, love. Smile for us because, mm. you know, your whole reason that you live is for the fucking male, male gaze. gaze. Yeah. Um, but if you do and you are really friendly, then it's like, oh, God, too intense, like too much. Mm. At our work, we had um, a complaint that – Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't with this. Um us girls at the front, the front desk girls, mm. are too friendly. Yeah, are too one, nice. One star because the <laughs> front nice. staff were too friendly. That we conned this poor man out of his money. <laughs> he thought it was going to be 30 and it was 40 and the girls were too nice. And he didn't want that to he complain. Couldn't, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And the thing that annoys me so much is – it kind of like one, it puts women down because it keeps them in their place. Because it's like, it it's like, uh, how dare you have the audacity to make me a man feel uncomfortable? Yeah, you should smile to make me feel better. But also, it comes under that thing of men being like, oh, what? We can't say anything to women nowadays because so you're so, you're so angry all the time and just being hysterical. But like, if they see you smiling, they feel like you're approachable because men feel like women aren't approachable. Um, and so if you're not smiling, then you're definitely not approachable. So instead, they'll tell you to crack a smile. So then they've done you a favour. Because obviously, as we all know as women, um, if a man tells you to smile, it instantly improves your it improves your uh, how you feeling <laughs> instantly. So like, thank you so much because I was having a really bad day, but you told me to smile and now I'm smiling. I feel so much better. Um, so they, Yeah, and it's really coming from such a genuine place. Yeah, and instead of just thinking, okay, you know what, I probably shouldn't approach this woman because she does look like she's having a shit day. I've had my fair share of shit days and I know I don't like to be bothered. I'll leave her alone. Also, they think... You're allowed to just have a fucking neutral face. Yeah. No, not apparently not. No, they think, I know. I'll tell her to smile and then she'll feel better and she'll thank me for it. Like, what the fuck? No. Stop telling women to smile. You're helping no one. There's also the other element of that story, though... About the message in the DM. Yeah. It, it's like he knew, though, that to say it out loud. He, like, it's because often with microaggressions, uh, that they're unconscious, right? Yes. That the, the person saying it is just ignorant and they just don't understand, say, what it's like to be a woman mm. and that these things are said all the time. But the fact that he DM'd it mm. means that I reckon. He either, one, is just being creepy, yeah, it's creepy. or two, he knows that you shouldn't it's say that. I don't know. Out like, loud. It, the DM part of the story 
is not even a microaggression. That's just aggressive to me. Like to send someone a message and then they don't open it because you're not actually following, they're not following you back. So, Mm. you know, it goes to your request folder. So she probably didn't see it. And he's probably sitting there watching her, waiting, waiting, waiting. She doesn't open the message. So then he prompts her to look at it in front of him. What kind of reaction is she supposed to give, particularly when she's in a place of work and he's a customer? How is she supposed to turn around and be like, fuck off, mate? She can't. And she, yeah, she does. She's not being given the option of rejecting that. No, she can't. Yeah. And so, obviously, when someone sends you that message, it is a customer. She's got no other option but to give him a fucking smile, mm. which annoys me to no end because then he probably thinks, well, that worked. Exactly. And then, and as well, I've put her in her little box, which is the microaggression part. Oh, it's so frustrating God. and I was like livid as Palmer's telling me the story um, because I just thought, fuck, it's happened to us all. Like this is the thing that annoys me. That's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. I'm sure every listener that's listening is like, yeah, been there, done that. Um, and so, yeah, let's talk about microaggression because it's a microaggression. Oh, that's what it is. It's a microaggression. It's subtle. But the thing is it's cumulative. Yeah, so oh, no, 100%. over say and and so it happens to people of oppressed groups. This can be, it can be homophobic, it can be transphobic, it can be racist, it can be um, ableist, it sexist, can, sexist. Obviously, the one we were talking about. It can even happen to the elderly, right? Yeah. It, it can happen to anyone that is in an oppressed group. But the thing is, it's not as overt no. as the other things, like. Um, it's not like the calling out no. and, um, you know, saying, oh, something about your tits or whatever. But the thing is, it's more frequent. Mm. It's more frequent and it's more tiring because often with those really overt things, people will often step up and get involved for you. Mm. They'll um, want to protect you or um, they, they know it's right from wrong. Or you can actually even do things about it. You yeah. can file a police report or whatever but microaggressions happen virtually every single day and so they're tiring and you and they're often by people that are well-intentioned um so you often feel that you can't um confront them yeah you can't you can't say much about it and you can't defend yourself yeah and or even if you because it is coming from a place of like um them being well-intentioned like this guy's intent may have just been oh, I wanted to make you feel happier or like look prettier because you look pretty when you smile and I'm doing you a favour because mm. yeah, you're in the hip of the male gaze. But um, because it's well-intentioned, if you do say that's really rude, they're like, oh, fucking take a joke. This culture's too PC. Yes. You're too sensitive. So it's very yeah. frustrating because they don't – It's it is hard to call it out. But it, it's basically kind of like you've got your massive forms of racism or sexism. You've got like what's overtly – can be called sexism mm. and racism and the microaggression is sort of like the trickle down effect where you see it every day yes. and it and it just comes out from and, and it's a reminder to people that suffer from it that have that deal with it every day that like this is the overarching picture yes so but it's also it's like that pyramid that i'm sure lots of people may have seen before and at the top of the pyramid is the really like we were saying, the really overt things, say for women, at the very top of that triangle will be things like um, murder, right? Yeah, murder. It'll be gender-based violence and murder. Mm. And then you slowly get down, you know, uh, um, with the triangle. So they're n- the least frequent. 
And as you go down the, the triangle, um, you'll have – it might be less offensive, but they happen more. So um, sexual assault, yeah. so that happens more than, say, murder, but that's the next thing. And then you keep going down, okay, sex, sexual harassment in the mm-hmm. workplace. But at the very bottom that's holding that the whole foundation, – The foundation of that pyramid is mm. – these microaggressions. Yeah, exactly. And like we were saying, they're often um, unconscious and not even intent- intended, but doesn't mean that they aren't still offensive or damaging and don't need to be addressed, um, be addressed and dealt with. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to go through a few types of microaggressions and we'll talk about sexism first because that's what we're already talking about. Mm-hmm. So sexism, like a type of that, is just assuming – that if a man in, a, in an office, a man and a woman in an office together, that she's naturally the secretary and he's the boss. Like, yeah, she's the lower pay grade. She's the lower pay grade. So like Has to be. man and woman in hospital room, she's the nurse, he's the doctor. Like as, making that assumption straight up is a microaggression. Yes. Uh, like if you were to turn to the woman and say like nurse and she yeah. says, well, I'm actually the doctor. It's uh, me and Liam going out and people – turning the conversation to me and going, oh, so where are the kids tonight? Mm. It's those things like, okay. <laughs> but and, and like that doesn't appear to be offensive. I'm just uh, inquiring where your children are. But do you know what you're doing? You're taking my fucking time. Mm. You're assuming lesser of Liam as well. You, you, that he doesn't hold as much of a parental responsibility as yeah. me, you know, and – it's not – that's probably one of the least offensive things, but it's fucking tiring. Yeah. Or like um, coming up to the table and saying to the man, do you want the check? And yeah. just assuming like, oh, I can't – I don't – I'm not the sole breadwinner of this family. Naturally, he's paying yeah. for dinner. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of actual examples um, of it in the workplace, sort of like um, – Oh, I know this because I'm a woman that's worked in an office before and I think I've even spoken about it, about how you feel lesser, particularly when you are the receptionist, that you get to get the coffees. Mm. I'll just go and get us some coffees, love. Like, It's not my job description to do that, but I'm the woman, I'll go get it. Or like, it's so-and-so's birthday, can you organise a card? Like yeah. getting to do those sorts of yeah, those jobs like oh, it's Susan's gendered birthday, jobs, gendered jobs that aren't actually related to your job yeah. at all, but you get to do it because you're a woman. Oh, you like planning a party because you're a woman. Yeah, you're, you're only assigned that role because of your gender. Yeah, exactly, and that's bullshit, and it mm. really annoys me. Um, having your competency questioned. Yeah, that's. I've had that before. I've. I've literally been called a bitch before um, and I'm sure that people that work in medical reception have had this happen before where a patient will call for an appointment or you'll probably have this at your work, right? Someone calls for an appointment and I say, yep, so the next available appointment is Saturday at 12 and they're like, oh, is there nothing sooner? Mm. No, there's, I would have told you if there's something sooner. And they're like, so mm. there's absolutely nothing. Can you just go through and check? Yeah, I'm not incompetent. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing sooner. Or, or the um, seniority questioned as well. Um, say you you are the manager of a mm-hmm. store, mm-hmm. and someone has something to complain about, and but they want to talk to someone else. 
The, oh, can, they, I speak can I, to can the I manager, speak please? to the uh, that person that's mm. the, that's higher above you? Mm. It's like, well, I am the manager. <laughs> There's no one higher no above one. me, honey. Yeah, that actually can also happen. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about ageism later, but I think that happens a lot with young people in a role of seniority. Mm. Um, people, older people, not trusting them. Yes, and being like, well, you're far too young to be doing this job. And yeah. I know that they're probably trying to be nice. But it's also just saying, like, I think that you're too inexperienced to do this. Yeah. And how could you possibly have any responsibility? Um, getting interrupted by men in meetings, that happens a lot. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> I said the bloody word <laughs> that I can't say. Well, actually, they love that one. And the other thing is also men taking credit for women's ideas. So a woman will say it, mm. but then the man will parrot it back. <laughs> Yeah. Saying exactly the same things with probably a few extra words, but then though <laughs> sometimes I, I, I do like Liam to think he came up with the idea. <laughs> you know, have you ever oh, done that? Oh, hundred percent. I inception yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I inception. do the inception. Yeah. Oh wow, you thought of that. So <laughs> then he, he, yeah. yeah. So then he's more on board. hundred no, um, percent. Um, being told this is something. Being told that you have to dress a certain way, and. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that if it's... Here if, we are starting the podcast off with me saying I fucking hate William cutting his hair. I feel like a hypocrite. Nah. I think... Um, it's very different. He's just got no taste. It's nothing it's, to do yeah, with it's his bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think like if you uh, are in a workplace, and I'm sure you've all been told this before, um, obviously you're told like we have smart casual dress or, you know, you have to yeah. dress this way. But when someone tells you uh, like... Oh, you should wear your hair down more often. You look really pretty that way. Oh, 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 oh. No, I'm not here to look pretty. I'm like, I'm here to do a job. And if my presentation is well kept, like obviously, you know, if you come into work Mm. from the night before and you didn't get home until 6am and you reek of alcohol, obviously you have the right to tell me like you need to go home and have a shower and brush (laughs) your hair and take care of yourself. Like that's fine. But just to tell someone like, oh, you actually look really pretty with your hair down. You should wear that more often. Nah, that's microaggression. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. And then being told that you're too sensitive. <sighs> I feel like I was raised being told this. If like I I'm not surprised if I'm being honest. Yeah. I <laughs> not I feel like I've had this my whole life. Yeah. Being told that I'm too sensitive, too emotional. And it, I've only like come to terms with it probably in the last couple of years that yeah. it's not even that bad of a thing. Like no. it's okay, Annie, don't don't get a complex about it. But as a kid, it's not necessarily that I would cry or anything like that, but I, I was probably like argumentative maybe and and I really cared about things. Like I really cared about animals mm. as a child. So I would, yeah, I would get upset if I found a dead bird or one of my pets died. Fuck, I was a kid. But what, I was also, yeah. I was, I, I definitely think there was part of it to do with gender that I was a wilting flower, that I was hysterical, that I needed to, yeah. I had the same thing in that I talked a lot. I was a chatterbox and, you know, like everyone would make fun, like get me a shirt that says Little Miss Chatterbox and Mm. would never, like, you know, she's always talking and, um, yeah, I always kind of felt like I need to be quiet. Yes. Because a woman shouldn't be taking up like you how dare you have the audacity to speak so much and I I remember like 
when I was like maybe 19 or 20 maybe and I was at like a dinner and um, they were being sexist and I was like, fuck you. Like I just started, mm. I, I got aggressive um, and I was like, you know, just because I have breasts doesn't mean that I can't, I have to do the fucking laundry. Like, you know, you're mm. being sexist. Um, and I just remember my mom like being like, shh, like don't. And I was like, fuck you now. Like, do you don't know, you tell me how to fight. I know this is really fucked and I'm throwing my mother under the bus too, but she does this thing and it still really upsets me is um, – she does this hand signal. You're trying to explain it. Oh, yeah. Quieten down. Like, like so, use your in- so, voice, indoor voice. So she gets her two hands. Um, I don't know. It's like she's together. flattening down. And then she's pushing down pushing the down, air. Yeah. So it's like turn the volume down. Yeah. Like be quieter. Mm. And I got that my whole life. And it was just – and then I would get really angry about mm. it and everyone look at me like I'm psycho. Because yeah. but it, it just great grated at me. Yeah. Because it is this thing of, well, you're a woman. You can't tell. Like I, I know that my mum no, you is mean, not intentionally. Like, again, but, microaggression, but also but microaggressions it, can happen to people that are also of your group. Yeah, It's exactly. just internalised. It's internalised and that's the thing. So um, 100% I don't. I'm not blaming my mother, but like it really just annoys me that I sort of have second guessed my place as a woman and mm-hmm. who I who am I to talk out loud yeah. against a man? How dare you? And that's just another thing of the whole microaggression. Like yeah, that's how it happens. I mean, it, lots of mums will give responsibilities to their daughters that they don't give to their sons, and even though they experienced that themselves Mm -hmm. and they hated it Mm -hmm. and they know even intellectually that it needs to, you know, it just, it's a, it's a hard habit to break. Oh my God. Like I literally come from a Croatian family and my mum growing up was like Saturday morning, she had to get up and do all of the laundry and she was like had to vacuum but she wasn't allowed to vacuum down the hallway because my uncle was sleeping and she couldn't wake him up like this is and you know my mum would complain and bitch and moan about this to me and be like oh you don't know how bad I had it but didn't realize that at the exact same fucking time she was doing the same thing and raising us the same way so my brother no responsibilities stays at home doesn't have to get a job me working from the age of 14 like have to help out around the house have to help with the cooking and I'm just like you're doing the exact same thing that you yourself were oppressed by but you just can't help it and and you know my uncle didn't move out of home until he was 40 and he moved down the road into my great grandparents house once they passed away and he still goes home to get his laundry done grandma and mum will go to that his house to clean it they do his laundry and his groceries <laughs> like I'm not joking and my mum complains oh about it while God. simultaneously having my 30 year old brother live at home <laughs> and do you know what I mean and it's just so bizarre to me because I'm like you're literally growing like and my mum moved away, got married, like left home from a really young age. I am exactly her and my brother is exactly my uncle because <laughs> of the way that we've been raised. And it's just it's just a, a Croatian thing of mums do everything for the sons. I don't think that it's Croatian. I think that that's worldwide though. I mean, I'm sure that mm. I'm sure that there's definitely cultural parts, yeah. but I mean, just the patriarchy oh, in it's madness. I think I think it's just more intense maybe in the yeah. Croatian thing like I'm sure any Croatian woman 
will attest. I went that to that's what a, it's like. a, a Christmas once, um, and all of the women would go and get <laughs> get the food. No, don't, and then bring it. You to know how it's all served yeah. in the middle. They would get all the food, mm. and the men were sat up in recliner chairs, yeah. and they would bring the plates of food to the men. Mm. The men would eat the food. And then the women would get all the plates <laughs> off their laps and take it to yeah. the sink and wash the fucking dishes and the men wouldn't move. I know, and they can go have a brandy and a cigar. And one of them found <laughs> out that I made a vegan cake. Um, oh, they didn't and, like that. I know, they really liked it. And I said, oh, do you want me to get you more of that vegan cake? I just had to say it. That w- That's not vegan. I'm not bloody eating vegan. It was fucking great. <laughs> I'll never forget my mum telling me because when she moved to Croatia, she didn't know that many people and um my dad was someone had died and they had to go to the house of the person that's mourning and he brought my mum and mum's like as soon as we get there he puts me in the room with the women and he goes to the room with the men and mum's sitting there and she's like the women have to sit in utter silence and we're just sitting there just staring like we're actually mourning and then mum's like but I can hear the men's room and she's like, they're fucking having a party in there. And so she was they're like, that's the it. Yeah. And she was like, that's it. So she gets in, she walks into the room and she's like, we're leaving. And my dad was like mortified because how dare a woman, like how dare a woman <laughs> go in there, grab him and take him out. And mum's like, they were eating, like they have whiskey and cigars. And mum was like, that's it. We're leaving. We're getting out of here. And he was like, you have embarrassed me. You have no idea how bad that was. My mother-in-law grabbed my father-in-law once by the ear <gasps> and marched him out of a pub. And that, <laughs> and that will always be my favourite visualisation yeah, of relationship. Amazing. So, yeah, look, internalised um, microaggressions happen 100%. So let's move on to LGBT um microaggressions yeah i'm sure and i know so many people are guilty of this oh again intent yeah. has and then, nothing yeah. to and do with it and this is the thing as well about these microaggressions that and i think this is why people don't like hearing about it is because they're like well i've done that does that make me a bad person and it, do- it doesn't make you a bad person but you've got you've got to recognize hey, it the that's what, that's what we're talking about. You've got to, you know, gotta we want to be better. better. Yeah. Us too. So LGBT is like hearing that your friend. Oh, oh you're gay. I've got a gay friend. You yeah. love them. Yeah. Do you might know them? You might know, know them. them. My God. Yes. You know yeah, when they do that? Yeah. Oh, oh I've, got a, I've got a gay friend. Um, You might know them. They live on the other side of town, <laughs> Um, but probably or, run into them. Oh, do you want me to set you up on a date? Oh, oh be- Jesus. <laughs> because because they're gay and I'm gay. Naturally we'll get along and we'll love Just each like other. Just like how all straight people oh, love each other. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. It's Don't do that. Fucking it's common. And it, and it literally reduces that person that their identity is purely the fact that they're gay. Yes. It's just like, oh, you're you're gay, you must love all other gay people and you must know and only associate with other gay people. Um, yeah, and I know that I think the reason why people do this one, say this one so often, is because they want to show that they're accepting. That they're accepting. I've got other gay friends, look yeah, at me. Yeah, look at me. And it's like well, in saying that, though, you're pointing out that 
You've only got one gay friend. You've got one gay friend. (laughs) Or or that actually like that gay friend is a friend of yours because they have the status of being a gay gay friend to you. Yes. So it's not good for anyone. What about also with transgender people when people say, oh, you're transgender. Oh, you don't look like you're transgender. Never would have guessed. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because telling a trans person that, they don't look trans, trans is, you know, it's it's the ultimate um, compliment to look binary and cis. Yeah. That's, that's what you should all be achieving for yeah. is passing. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because but you are inferior if you don't look like you're, you know, cis. Exactly. It's, it's bullshit. It is bullshit and it doesn't help It's anyone. not a fucking compliment. No, it's not a compliment. And I know that you're trying to think that it is. So it's hard, but it's not a compliment. And and then as well, you're discounting anyone that doesn't look cis. So just don't say it. Oh, yeah. Um, this is one that really I fucking hate. We're onto disability. We're moving yeah. onto disability and the way that people are so inspired just yeah. because a disabled person lives their life. Yeah, yeah. That they didn't roll over and give up. Yeah. Oh, and just you're so inspirational. What for existing? Like, yeah. like literally. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that um disabled people can't be inspirational. They can be. They can be. But for but for for inspirational for inspirational shit. things, just like an anyone. Yeah. Exactly. If you do something inspirational, I'm going to be inspired by it. But just, you know, you living your life yeah. the way that you do yes. isn't inspirational. Like, yeah. sorry. We've <laughs> talked about this on the podcast before. It's called Inspiration Porn. Mm. And, um, yeah, um, amazing Carly Finley talks about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stella Young coined the term. So definitely look it up and research it if you don't know what inspiration porn is because it's it's also a thing that that community faces all the time. Yeah. And it's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, it's basically you saying, I couldn't live the way you do. Yeah. The other thing about microaggressions with just say um, the disability community is when people say that they've overcome them or um, something like when, um, what's his name, Stephen um, Hawking died and all of the people drew pictures of him flying up out of his wheelchair. Like now he has passed away you know, he can be free sort of thing. What? Like, I how did does not that feel? That. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, people often, you know. You know oh, like he's finally free of the prison. Of- yeah. And, uh, and look, um, you know, it, it's not a binary um, experience for disabled people. Some people, disabled people might feel trapped, but you assuming how people feel about their disability, yeah. it's not your freaking right. No, it's absolutely not. And it's sometimes really connected to people's identity, you know? Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I, yeah, so just don't say. Ah, no, just, just. Keep your little microaggressions <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> okay, so also um, elderly, so ageism. Um, like straight off the bat explaining what a tech is. Like, oh, do you know what Snapchat is? Do you know what Instagram is? 
um, I actually, but without being asked, right? So if mm. I'm telling something to my grandma and she goes, what is that? I'll explain what it is. Or like the other day I said the word standing to my mom and she was like, what does that mean? And I'm like, it's a mm. word that young people use. Like I don't, don't ask me what yeet means because I have no fucking clue. Like mm. I'm, I'm still, I'm too old for that, but I oh know God, what standing what does is. Yeet mean? I think yeeting is throwing something away really quickly. Oh, Like I okay. yeeted it. Oh. I don't know. And I feel so out of touch. I have no idea what the youth, what we- the youths are doing nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, so I know what standing is, but I don't know yeet. But yeah, so if you, I mean, I'm, it, I'm so guilty of this It's, this cond- it's condescending. It is. It's the, and I am too. Oh, I'm, 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 I've done it on the podcast. Like I fully <laughs> have done this on the podcast when we did a live show on my grandma and I'm like Facebook, I'm like that's on the internet grandma. But um, <laughs> it's radio for the internet grandma. She's <laughs> like, I fucking know I'm subscribed. <laughs> yeah. No, my grandma still to this day does not know what a podcast is. She cannot wrap her head around it. So I just tell her it's radio on demand and that kind of, yeah. yeah, which is weird though because she would have lived through the 50s where radio TV, like radio was the TV and you could like listen to episodes and I try and explain it to like, no, nah, she doesn't get it. So I'm like, oh, it's just radio on demand, grandma, that's what you get. Um, but yeah, just assuming. Look, they, or, or no, yeah. this is one, um, seeing an elderly person with an iPhone and saying to them, oh, wow, you're really good to know how to use that. Right, that happens a lot because Palmer's nana is extremely hip and funky, and naturally, like she has the the best. Would you use the words hip and funky to describe someone of our age bracket? Yeah. Did you just? Hear yeah, I would. I use the word funky. I fucking I say groovy, and you bag me out all the time. I bag you out once groovy. about the word groovy. Funky is funky. Mate. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she's very hip, right? Um, and she always has the latest tech. Like I don't even have the new iPhone, but she'll have it. And people will say like, oh, isn't she good using that phone? I'm like, I mean, it is impressive because she's like, you know, for someone that say 10, they've grown up with an iPhone. Mm. So, you know, it's second nature to them. She's had to learn how to do it, but it's not, it's you saying basically, look, how the fuck did you learn how to do that? got through a world war. I don't yeah. think that figuring out how to fucking open an iPhone is but quite the achievement. Well, but, you know? but think about it as well. We have moved in an era where technologically 20, like 100 years ago, what we learn in a day, they would take them 20 years to achieve back in the day, right? So Nan has learnt she's gone from typewriters to computers, fax machines, phones. Like she's learnt mm-hmm. ev- – like they have learnt yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. We probably, if you were to give a rotary phone to a child now, they would have no fucking clue how to use it or what it is. Nan can. Nan can use all of them. She can send you a fax. She can send you, like, yeah. they, they, like, just because someone is elderly doesn't mean that they can't learn new tech things. Yeah. And that is you implying, like, well, you're over the hill. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but it's also, um, microaggression for this is also um, sometimes they unintentionally get left out. So you just assume that they're not going to want to learn mm. or assume that that aunt isn't on Facebook or, you know, so not to send her an invite to the Christmas party, whatever it is. It's yeah. those small things. I'm not things. inviting you because I don't like, like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I do, like, I do have an aunt that's on, on, on Facebook and I 
haven't added her because we're not friends. Do you know a, like, I don't know if this is such a thing, but sort of almost like a reverse microaggression, not that that's a thing, Ooh. but is assuming that um, old people, one of the things that pisses me off is when old people are really racist and I understand that they grew up Mm. in a different time and all that stuff but when people say that they can't correct them because that's 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 the way they are that's you know no they They live through that rights movement so (laughs) yeah so your your I suppose it's not like a microaggression but your assumption that they can't change Mm. is also like just like the tech yeah you know that's a good point is Fucked. And also then – I've like, said fucked a lot on yeah, this episode. But you, and you 100% can tell them. Yes. Like you wouldn't sit back and let a friend your age – like in fact I'm, I'm usually so shocked when someone my age says something racist because I'm like what, what the fuck? But like you'll call them out on it. I 100% call my grandma out anytime she says anything a bit iffy. I'm like, grandma, you can't say that. And she's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm like, I know what you meant. You like, She doesn't know. She has no – filter and I have to just like grandma you can't say that I don't Mm. care what you think but you can't say that so keep also you want to be the one that tells them too if they really don't intend for it to be offensive and they really don't know you don't want your nana or grandma or whatever walking around saying it and then people assuming that's what your family yeah no no I think my grandma genuinely is a good person (laughs) she just she just doesn't understand the way to talk to people it's yeah. very bizarre. She does it to me even. Like the first thing that she saw, I, you were with me and just like, oh, you look good. Your hair's far too dark. No, she complimented me. Oh, first. she complimented you. Oh, oh. Annie. Oh, you're so beautiful. Stroked me and then Bianca. Looks what me you up done and down. Yeah, looks me up and down <laughs> with a grimace and then says, your hair's far too dark. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. She's, like, she's just that way. Now we're going to move on to race. race, which is probably the one – the category that would get microaggressions the, the most, most. 100%. <laughs> and and it's very hard for us, I suppose, to, uh, although we've talked on quite a few others that mm. we don't experience, but um, this one we really can't understand. Although Palmer has talked to you about it, hasn't he? Yeah, so Palmer gets the, the question and I get asked the question about Palmer a lot. Where is he from? Oh, but where's he really from? And um, – and then I'll say, oh, you know, he's Asian or and they're like, oh, he doesn't look Asian. Oh, yeah, he's Indonesian. And then they'll say, oh, that's not really Asian. And I'm like, mm, okay, well, no worries about And it. And <laughs> both Palmer's parents were um, raised here in Australia where one of your parents is mm. from Croatia, Croatian, yeah. Croatian, Croatian. Mm. But then people go – yeah, but where are you from, Palmer? Oh, but I, I get it. I get where are you where are you from all the time. Um, and people kind of want to guess. Like they oh. they want to like be like, oh no, 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 don't tell me. Let me see if I can figure it out and go through a myriad of different places. And then when I tell them, oh, actually I'm a Croatian, they like almost get angry at me for being like, how dare I be Croatian when I Oh, well, your name's Bianca, which is Italian. Threw me off. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's... Your culture isn't, like... <laughs> it's funny because... Game. I mean, it's not funny, but, like, Palmer and I were at an event and, like, it's just interesting to to have Palmer then later on after the event is finished and we're at home and talking about it. And he says, 
it was really uncomfortable for me being the only person of colour there because everyone there was white and I would never have thought of – I would never think that. And then when he – See, like, I, I feel it a lot now. And I – yeah. I it, like I probably wouldn't have felt it ten years ago. But now when I turn up and I look around and it's really white – I I do yeah. feel like I mean I am white and I'm not saying that I feel uncomfortable in the same way as a person of yeah. colour. But I go, whoa, what the fuck? What and I actually analyze the group, I'm like <laughs> sort of like, what's wrong with us yeah. that we're just attracting <laughs> yeah. only white people? Yeah. This feels fucking weird. I do th- yeah, like I think as well because in Melbourne, like particularly with Palmer's like if you look at Palmer's tattoo studio, this there's more people of colour working there than there are white people, yeah. right? So, like, I, ha- our, we have a very diverse group of friends here and um, when we are not amongst that group of friends and a par- and I said to Palmer, I was like, how, well, how did you feel then being just amongst white people? And he's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, it's okay, I can handle it. He's like, but I really feel out of place and I'm way more aware of how I should behave mm. in a way. He's like, because you're representing, I'm representing um, yeah. people. Well, that's another color. microaggression. And, yeah. Another microaggression is the assumption that all people of a race or a religion mm. are one type. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So <laughs> one of the ones that um, I think is really frequent is um, Sikhs you know, um, men from, Mm. yeah, the Sikh religion um, being assumed that they're Muslim. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know. (laughs) That happens more often. All all the time. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, um, like, microaggressions happen, like, just a look. It can just be a look. Mm. Like, um, I think the the thing is with um, racial microaggressions is that it's people wanting white people – wanting to have an in to talk to them about. So they think like, like, or, or, like I get called exotic a lot. Oh, you look exotic. Um, no, not really. Like I know that you're trying to be complimenting me, but like I just look like a brunette girl. Like I, there's nothing exotic. Mm. But saying the word exotic to someone oh, is there, is fetishizing, fetishizing them. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with saying to someone, um, is that your real hair? Yeah. Um, or can I touch, touch your it. hair? Just don't uh, fucking just ever. No one's touching anyone's hair. Can we all agree <laughs> to not, not touch each other's hair? I don't give a fuck I don't who you are. Either. Like, no, never, ever. ever. Is it ever okay to like, ask someone particularly that? Particularly people of colour. But also poor fucking redheads get it all the time as well. Anyone with long hair, women particularly, because men like to stroke their hands (laughs) through your fucking hair. Like that's some real fucking turn on and then they catch a knot and you just want to fucking kick them. Just, well, let's all agree. No, No. unless I go into a hair salon and (laughs) ask specifically for you to style my hair, don't touch it. Yeah. That's it. That let's uh, right here, right now. You get, only get paid to touch people's hair. Exactly. You have to get a qualification. Yeah. So, um, and and as well, the same the same thing with the um LGBT one of like, oh, I have a friend that's mm. gay. Same thing with doing this with people of color. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, I've got a friend that's of the same nationality as you. Do you know them? I know. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Although I did go to China 
And then all Chinese people thought that I would know everyone in Australia. But it was because they think that 20 million people, like, you must know, all know each other. Oh, yeah. We've got such a, a small community. We've got 1.3 <laughs> billion. Like, yeah. surely that's just a country that's town. Fair. That's fair. That's fair, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, also, not being able to remember or pronounce or even attempt to pronounce someone's name yeah. because it's too hard. Yes. Not acceptable. Yes. Uh, like I understand, like I used to get this so much growing up because my maiden name is Ismailovsky, which is not a difficult name to pronounce. I understand it's not Smith or Brown or Thompson, but um, the amount of people that would just like, if I was getting a certificate or an award that would say, Bianca, oh, oh I'm not going to bother pronouncing es- that. Especially when so many fucking white people are making up these ridiculous fucking names like Absidy, which is A-B-C-D-E, Absidy. <laughs> yeah. And you're meant to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, but, you're supposed to be able to announce that, pronounce yeah. that one. But yeah. that was, It was, um, I actually had a conversation with my dad about this because um, I've, Quite a long, long time ago, um, my dad had someone at his workplace um, that was um, first generation Indian and obviously country town, lots of like, not to overgeneralise, but it, it is more ignorant and there's def- it's definitely less multicultural. But he had another person that just refused to learn how to say this man's name. This what? person that he worked with every single day, mm. their name. And then it got to the point where it's two years down the track and he still was like, dad had to pull this person aside, mm. though he did many times earlier too, and say, hey, you can't do that. It's fucking rude. It is. I mean, names, it, it upsets me that um, people of colour feel the need to Australianize their own name. Yes. So, like, your name might be Rajesh, but you go by Raj because it's easier for other people mm-hmm. and then you feel more assimilated. But it's like, fuck, you shouldn't have to do that. And particularly doctors, like, I've worked in medical before and if there is a doctor who is fully, like, born here, like, third generation Australian, right, and they have their name from their country, like, they have got an ethnic name, and I'll book someone in with them and they'll be like, oh, do they actually speak English though? And I'm like, fuck. But even if they're you. fucking first gen, like, it does, yeah, it doesn't why matter. Are you fucking but assuming why? They're a fucking doctor. Do you need help or not? Because this person is more qualified <laughs> you than you are. You ungrateful little fucking, fucking shit. Yes. And they have to treat you and you're racist. How do you think that makes them feel? Like, <laughs> fuck off. But I mean, even like for me personally, like my dad's name is Mustafa was Mustafa um and people would be so confused by that they'd always be like is it Mufasa like they always think it's from the Lion King and so it just is easier to just seriously a hundred percent oh yeah my whole life that is what everyone just thought so my we call him Mutz which is short for Mustafa and that's just like it's easier for us just to say that than have people actually learn his name because they get confused with the Lion King. So I am fully aware that it's fucking annoying. Um, and do you know what? It also just says that you think that you're superior to that person, that you think that – that mm. why why should I have to get to know that person properly? And, you know, that why you, make the effort? Why make the effort for you? It's so fucking selfish. I know. it's But even like when we were at radio school and we were talking about how to – 
like what our names should be because everyone, some people had different names. Um, as in they wanted a nickname. And I said. Oh, and like a radio like name. Like a radio name. And I was like, well, should I change, start pronouncing my name as Bianca because it's easier for Australians to understand than Bianca. And, and you were like, I was the fuck only off, no. <laughs> you were like, no, definitely don't. But the rest, the rest of the class were like, yeah, yeah, that actually sounds. Yeah, actually it sounds better. It's, it's Yeah, that might be a bit easier and it won't, yeah. it'll cause less confusion. And I just went, what the f- no. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. fucking hard is it to just like slightly yeah. change the accent on, oh my God. But yeah, and it's, and it's funny, like it is this internalised thing of me being like, well, it's easier for them. So I'll do it for them. Well, it, it's it's, but it's not. It's not. It's not necessarily internalized, though. You know, it's there. You know, it's a problem. But it's also energy, and it isn't your. It, it shouldn't be you having to constantly educate and correct. That's time consuming. That's a mm. lot of mental and emotional fucking bandwidth that you have to then give to other people. Sometimes the fight isn't that it's um, not a worthy fight. It is a worthy fight. But when you're doing it so frequently, yeah. it just feels like you've got to pick and choose, even though you shouldn't have to. Even though should, people should be better, but you do feel that you just got to conserve your energy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, bloody good point. Okay, so we're going to move on to how to respond to microaggressions mm-hmm. um, because you've got a few Well, options. pretty much what I just said then yeah. is the first option, I suppose, is to just do nothing about it, yeah. right? To just let it go. Go along with right? it. Um, Give him the smile when he tra- asks for it, you know. Just like, draw as little attention to yourself as possible. Yeah. You know, particularly say um, if it is a man and you feel maybe even possibly a little bit threatened by them, just drawing as little attention to yourself as possible and saving mm. your energy might be the way that you want to go because it isn't your job to educate the ignorant mm. it's not your fucking job no they have to do that for themselves and sometimes it is c- easier to conserve your energy and you know mental health and all that but the only thing is is it does reinforce shit behavior oh yeah it, <laughs> it, 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 that you not doing anything about it just means that that person then goes off and does it again yeah but that again that's not your responsibility mm. you don't have to do anything about it that's a good yeah i mean it isn't your responsibility but you just have to accept that it's going to continue. It's going to happen again. The second option is to call the person the fuck out, right? And tell them exactly what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you want them to know that what they've said isn't okay. And I mean, you don't have to do it in an aggressive way. You can just like, oh, when you say that, it means or implies this or it makes me feel this way. Um, and I, uh, you probably don't care if they don't like you at this point. No, they're, they're going to get angry because well, people don't like hearing that they've done the wrong thing. No one likes it. You know, when someone calls you out on something immediately, like your first reaction is to be like, I feel attacked mm. and like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Or you feel shit. You feel it shit about yourself. It doesn't have to be that they're going to turn on you though. You can turn it into a learning opportunity. No, I, I'm saying yeah. that that's like at first you'll feel like, oh, but yeah. if you can just talk to them and explain like, you know, because they people do, don't like being told that they've done the wrong thing. Yes. And we've all done it. We've all 100% done it. Like, and, I, and get defensive. Like here's one um, that I did, learned recently is, and I can't, like it's so easy for me to see now, but like I didn't for so long. So my like Facebook 
bio thing was Miley is my spirit animal. And then, you know, someone said, like tweeted, like Lizzo is my spirit animal. And Lizzo was like, well, saying the word spirit animal is like cultural appropriation of Native Americans. And I was like, fuck, you're right. So immediately. You like immediately went and to like removed the, that, because I'd never thought of it that way. And now that I do, I'm so like, so obvious. And at first I was like, oh, I hate that I, like I felt shit yes. that I had done the wrong thing. But then I was like, but that's educating and I understand I've made a mistake. So I removed it immediately and I've not said it since. Hell yeah. But like, yeah, I'm you glad that s- it's been brought to my attention. Yeah. But at first, yeah, I'm a little bit like, fuck, I've how have the- I been such a shit Oh my person? gosh. I've done so many things, mm. so many things that I look back on and – and even now and then something on Facebook will pop back up or like oh. a memory from 10 years ago and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Was I I've that got person? De- I've got to delete it yeah. almost because it, it, it feels that uncomfortable. But awesome that I am no longer that person. Exactly. And initially it is always really crap to sit it, yeah. with that feeling. It is. You have to, but you have to feel it. But you have to feel it to know I don't want to do that. And as well, I do want to continue getting better which is mm-hmm. what this podcast is about. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's my house. Um, we have a pit bull here called Carl. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> At the moment. Who, oh, my God. Oh, it's um, Aggie. Sorry, pause for one sec. Okay. Um, <laughs> that dog has the biggest <laughs> okay. Um And we're back. And that, we're back. That was my husband turning up with his haircut and – Confirming my worst fears. <laughs> okay, Bianca, let's keep going. Okay. Um, so that last one is obviously that be ready for maybe a little bit of confrontation. Yeah. Do you know what? Often you'll tell the person they respond really crap initially and mm. get really defensive initially, but I bet you they go away and think, think about, about it, it yeah. and I bet you they stop. So like you might not see the direct um, effect of them learning about it and they might be like, oh, you're so sensitive, but then they might go home and they might, Think about it, stew on it, and then realise, you know what, I was out of line and I'm going to catch myself next time I do it. So there's that one. Um, You take the next one, Annie. Just remove yourself from the situation. Sometimes you don't want to – you want to, like, avoid the direct conflict. You don't want to say – call them the fuck out, like Mm -hmm. we were saying before, but you also don't want to imply that what they've said is okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's not your responsibility to educate – so if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. But also you don't want to feel like you are just enabling them to keep going on with the bad habits. So just you leave. just yeah, you just remove Dead yourself. Pan face. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. Particularly this works really well, I think, for like sexist or racist jokes, right? Like yeah. a, like a sexist joke, like if someone calls you like, Oh, you're so blonde. You just deadpan face them and walk yeah. away and then they're like Oh, okay, yeah, I was probably. I say that about myself all the time, though, <laughs> which is really bad. But whatever. I. What about That's also? An internalized microaggression, oh, yeah, right, right, right there. Oh, <laughs> One I see frequently is people when they get on a train and they might be of a I don't know a different race or something. I see white people staring at them. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, it's fucked. And um, women as well say. If, someone that's hot or whatever gets on and the guys are like hover hover and they just they those people and uh, it's happened oh god now i'm saying like (laughs) it's happened to all of us but they stare for too fucking long they stare for too long but Mm. sometimes if you just look back and you (laughs) know just i mean that doesn't obviously i can't say that that works for 
people of different races, but just me personally, I might look back and just go sort of that get mm. fucked yeah. face. I do. Yeah, I do that. I just stare. Yeah. Let's just stare and then like a bit of a squint, like yes. really. Yeah. So the last point is get help. Um, so this is kind of more for you to tell your friends about really. Um, so it might even be HR at work or something yeah. like that. So because um, people like your friends might see a microaggression happen to you and want to jump in and defend you. Mm-hmm. Um and or they might not want to do that because they don't want to get involved and you can be like, hey, you, you, need, to you need to step up, up and help, help me. me so um, I know that Michelle um, – Way back when we did – Way the, back when yeah. we did an episode on transgender um, said that she doesn't want people to step in because it could create a situation of violence for her. So she would be quite open and tell her friends that, like, you know what, just let it go when that happens. Mm-hmm. Like let me deal with it if I want to but – please don't get involved. And then you know as a friend or more is really just being an ally, I guess, to the person, um, it's not my place to get involved yes. in that time. But if you do want help and you want your friends to know that, oh, like when someone asks to touch my hair, it makes me really feel really uncomfortable, then when that happens and your friend is there, they can be like, hey, what the fuck? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, and say um, with the men and women um, situations, Often us women, when we say something, it's perceived as a hysterical or whatever. But if another man says Because it, they fucking listen sometimes listen. to yeah. a man. You're being shit, mate. Don't do that, mate. Like, yeah, pull your head pull in. Pull your head in. Yeah, so um, – and as well, I think um, – yeah, that, I mean, that counts for all of them, I think. Yeah. You know, like you want to stand up for your friend – um, but I do think like if you're say a white person and you see a person of color, like a friend of yours that's a person of color um, having a microaggression, you're, the other white person's probably going to listen to you. Yeah. More than they're going to listen to a person of shit color. That that's and it's it so shit that that's how it is, but I don't, I don't, it's just how it is. So, and as well, let's talk just quickly about microaggressions um, and doing them yourself. I think just keep educating yourself. Like mm-hmm. I know that it might be uncomfortable for people to listen to this episode and I think like people would probably, I'm sure some people have probably already turned off at this point being like they're too sensitive. But I think we have to remember, as you said about the pyramid, that that is where the most of the day-to-day aggression lies, the most day-to-day sexism, ableism, um, racism is lying and it is on us to better ourselves. So just if you catch yourself doing it or thinking you're going to go say something, acknowledge it yeah, and don't do it again. Or if someone calls you out because, like we were saying, so much of it you don't even realise you're doing. Yeah. Um, if you do get called out on it, don't just sit with that uncomfortable feeling. Do a little bit more research about it. Mm. Um, don't be too defensive, you know, like mm. just try and try and listen. Yeah, exactly, listen. And then just – um. Don't DM women telling them to smile. That's mm, that's just like just, the yeah. obvious one. That's obvious. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't like just fuck off and <laughs> <laughs> honestly fuck off. Like I can't stress that enough. But yeah, um, there you go. And 
It's, a, it's been a long episode, but you know It's what? been, I think, a record-breaking length <laughs> episode. Yeah. But, you know, it's something that um, is pretty serious and yeah. there's so many people that are affected by it in different ways. It wouldn't be right if we didn't give it a bit more time. And as well... Women are constantly apologising for taking up too much space. Oh, and you know yeah. what? Fuck that. I yeah, don't I care. don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're, we're rolling over an hour yeah. and you can just go and 